For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Oh, hello. I am Matt Williamson, belly up to my bar here. Let's chat a little about the league as a whole. Uh, today on the podcast I've been doing for quite a while now, Peacock and Williamson on the Lockdown Network, I, please go download it. You don't even have to listen. Just go download it. <laughs> that would help me out. Uh, anyway, we did uh, my power ranks, and we just did the AFC Today Tomorrow, we're going to do the NFC. So I went through and I ranked every team 1 to 32. And I did it earlier. That was quite a while ago, actually. That was in May was the last time I did power ranks. So a lot has changed. I actually had those power ranks up on DK's site. You know, we, we did that. And I think I did some sort of podcast with it. But things have changed. We're going to be quick about this. I'm just going to buzz through the teams. can see where the strengths and weaknesses of the league are, where the Steelers fit in. And... Way back in the day when I was hosting a podcast before people even knew what a podcast was at ESPN called Football Today, we had a few traditions and we always did power ranks every Tuesday and we counted them down 32 to 1. I'm going to take that approach as well. And here's how I do power ranks. And I'm not going to tell you this every time we go through it, nor am I going to do them every week, but probably like once a month through the season. And we'll reference where the teams were before that. They're going up, they're going down. And of course, as I always say, this time of year, is optimism reign supreme. Nobody's going to get hurt. All your rookies are going to be stars. Guys coming back from injuries are going to be wonderful. All the new coaches are going to be Chuck Noll and Don Shula rolled into one. You know, none of these new coaches are going to fail. None of the new quarterbacks are going to fail. So almost everything that happens in the NFL from here on is bad, unfortunately. So that's just the way it goes. And it makes power ranks this time of year a little tough because you can see the optimism in some of these, quote, bad teams, or I could write a story where mediocre teams get to the playoffs. So again, here's the rules is I always kind of made this little reference joke, whatever. If team A played team B in a 111 game series in a neutral field in Wichita, Kansas, who wins right now? These are not predictions. It's not saying that team's going to win the division. It's just where they're at right now. Um, so I'm going to make these quick. Again, this podcast is not designed to be half hour, an hour long. Um, here's the bottom group in order. And coincidentally, the bottom four are all NFC teams. Well, maybe it's not a coincidence because I, you know, I did the AFC today. AFC is much better than the NFC to me. So here are the bottom feeders in the NFC to me. Atlanta 32, Chicago at 31, the Giants at 30, Seattle with what I think is the worst quarterback situation in the league at 29. I have some hesitancy betting against Pete Carroll, and you'll see that in these ranks. Established coaches, Tomlin, Harbaugh, Reed, Belichick, are hard to bet against because they figure things out, but Seattle's just a bad football team. 
Um, the next two are we get into the AFC. These are what I think are the worst two teams right this minute in the AFC. I have Houston at 28, the Jets at 27. I'm worried about the Jets' quarterback situation. You know, as is the case with all these teams, but I think both the Jets and the Houston Texans should have a lot more optimism than maybe most people would think. I mean, they're going the right direction. Houston's actually a real NFL team now. The Jets have a lot of pieces that any team would be envious of, but they have their questions, and the Jets' quarterback situation to me is very worrisome. I have the Lions at 26. We just saw them recently. And Jacksonville at 25. We just saw them recently. Teams that are, to me, really making progress, you know, on the right path. I think Lawrence is going to be a star. So those, to me, are kind of the bottom feeders of the league. But I think Jacksonville and Detroit are noticeably better than the Bears or the Falcons. Here comes the next group. I have Washington at 24. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to get excited about here, but here's kind of where the controversy comes in. These two teams are in very different places, but I am not a believer in either right now. And that is New England at 22 and the Browns at 23. I don't know who's better, who's worse of that group as currently constructed. Like I think Belichick will figure things out, but I think the beginning of the year is going to be brutal. I think their roster is flat out bad. And the Browns is pretty simple. It's can they beat good teams 13-9, you know, with their quarterback situation? I don't think they can. You know, I don't think their weapons are great. Their D tackles aren't great, but it's a really good roster. And there's a very good chance that both these teams end the season much higher than where they're at now. Uh, I got Carolina at 21, where pre-Mayfield, they probably would have been Actually, they were 26 before they traded Mayfield. So they now have an NFL quarterback. I think that goes a very, very long way, obviously. Here's a controversial one, too, and it's the Tennessee Titans at 20. I think that they have a good coaching staff. I like their defense a lot. I think their offense is going to crumble. I mean, I'm not trusting Tannehill at his age. I'm not trusting Henry with his workload. Their O-line is noticeably worse than it's been of late. Barks can't seem to get on the field. Woods is fighting a major injury. Like, I think they're going to have a really tough time on that side of the ball. Then I have three more AFC teams here, and we'll go to break, that really I think you can lump together. And I know some of you are a little partial to the Steelers, and I understand that, and I am too. Hey, you know. Um, but I think Vegas at 19 Miami at 18, the Steelers at 17 are really similar for this exercise. You know, I could easily tell a story where they get a bounce or two that they maybe shouldn't have, or an opponent misses a big field goal and they get a win that maybe they didn't quite deserve. And any of these three teams end up with 10 wins and in the playoffs. But can the Steelers O-line quarterback situation get them there? A lot of change in Miami, first year head coach. Vegas's O-line might be worse than the Steelers, and they have some defensive questions too, you know. So I think these three teams are all very, very similar. Curious if you can be impartial. Probably can't. How would you rank Steelers, Dolphins, Raiders? And maybe even throw the Titans in there because most people would have the Titans over those three teams. And I'll be very honest, my tiebreaker of why I put the Steelers over the Dolphins and Raiders is Tomlin. You know, it's just, I think that... I'm going to bet on coaches, and I think he's an upper-tier guy. 
And that was a hard time with me with putting New England at 22, because I'm sure Bill will figure it out. But right now, I don't like how the, the Patriots are constructed. I think the Steelers are a better team. So let me know. Steelers, Dolphins, Raiders, how would you rank them? We'll be back here with the top 16 in a minute. getting into another cluster here but this is a cluster of nfc teams i'm gonna put dallas at 15 arizona at 16 i have some real doubts about these teams um i think arizona is built on sand you know that they're they have an amazing combination right now of lack of size they're very small and they're very old and to me, that means you're very tr untrustworthy. But I don't want to talk out of two sides of my mouth. I mean, history shows that they're a lesser team as the season goes on. But how they're currently constructed right this minute, I think they're hard to play against. I don't have a lot of faith in their defense. I think things have gone bad for Dallas this offseason. Injuries, this Tyron Smith injury is big. They were 10th when I did these in uh, in May. I moved them down to 15. I haven't really heard any good news in the last month or so about the Cowboys. I think this is going to be a tough year for them. Uh, how much are you going to get out of Zeke? Coaching change in Minnesota. Uh, I have them 14. I think the Vikings and the Colts at 13 are just very solid quality teams that would be shocking to me if they only won six or seven games. But I don't think either one can win 11. You know, like, I'll probably pick the Colts to win that division because I trust them. I think that they're a quality football team. And I think Minnesota is close to that as well. Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, are they going to light the world on fire? No, but they're good players. And I think Ryan is an upgrade for certain in Indy. And I trust that team you know, to be really competitive. Um, I am a Saints believer. They are 12. I'm a Jameis Winston believer. For those of you that are new to my work, the two guys that I was lobbying the Steelers go after in the offseason were Mitch Trubisky and Jameis Winston. Consolation prize would have been Marcus Mariota. Uh, they agreed with me, obviously, but they didn't really kick the tires on Winston. He played very well for the Saints last year before his injury, despite having nothing around him to throw to. It's a good O-line. They're in it to win it. It's a very good defense. I'm a Saints believer. I am also a Kyle Shanahan believer at 11. This Garoppolo news is a little strange. And do I trust Lance? Not quite, but excellent defense. Great pass rush. They always run the football. They've got playmakers. Kittle, Debo, Ayuk's a really good young player as well. Um, so those are, they are at 11 for me. We now have another stretch of AFC teams in a row here, but Denver stands alone at the bottom of that tier. I have them at 10. Um, of the AFC teams, I think Denver and above, the AFC teams I mentioned here, I could write a story where they go to the Super Bowl, you know, where I'm not sure the Colts, Steelers, Dolphins, Patriots, etc. I don't know that any of those teams can reach the Super Bowl. I think Denver possibly can. 
Um, I think that one thing that people aren't talking about in Denver, though, is Vic Fangio's an elite defensive mind, and he's no longer in the building. So a coaching change is great. Everyone assumes coaching changes are good. I think they will be for the offense, but not for the defense. So this was tough for me, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have an opinion on this, is who's better right this second, the Ravens, who I have at eight, or the Bengals, who I have at nine? Um, If we're doing projections and... I probably will do that before the season starts. You know, my, my, you know, how I think who's going to win the division and all that. This little nugget I think is big when comparing these teams is Cincinnati was basically the healthiest team in the league last year. I'm not taking anything away from what they did, but they had a lot of injury luck where the Ravens were the total opposite and were the most injured team in like the last 30 years. I mean, I'm being very honest about that. But for this exercise, we're just talking about how good they are right now. Um, very tough call for me. I mean, the Ravens have a few more injury concerns, Stanley Dobbins, etc. but they have a lot of young guys in a core that I trust. And my decision-making here came down to, I trust Harbaugh more than Cincinnati's coaching staff. So but the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year and they're definitely better on paper, O-line, defensive backfield than they were then. Uh, here comes a big run of the top teams for me in the NFC. I really like what the Eagles are doing. I think they're going to be extremely hard to play against. Really good on both lines of scrimmage. Just traded for Gardner Johnson. They've added a lot of pieces on defense that are really intriguing. And A.J. Brown. I mean, I think the Eagles are a really good football team. But I have some doubts about Hurts. Um, I have no doubts about Aaron Rodgers. They're at six. But I think you're going to have a tough time convincing me that they're quite as good as they have been. They win 13 games every year. Um, I think the offense will... (sighs) Rodgers has to be Superman. If I trust anyone to be Superman, it's Rodgers. But the lack of weapons there concerns me a little. I also think Green Bay might be the best defense in the whole league. I mean, they just have first-round picks all over that side of the ball. Tampa at five. Um... Not a lot of good news out of Tampa this year, though. I mean, a couple injuries, a couple changes, but I think Brady will be just fine. Uh, I think Todd Bowles was an excellent head coach. That defense should be great. Uh, they have weapons. I think Godwin's coming back here. It looks like it should be very, very helpful to them. Hopefully Brady doesn't take a step back, but someday he will. Uh, speaking of health, Super Bowl champ Rams have uncommonly good health, but I'm not going to hold that against them. I mean, we're talking about how good are they right now. They've had some changes as well. They're the type of team that loses two or three things, you know, and then replaces them with mid-round picks, very star-driven. But they're the Super Bowl champs, and the Rams are tough. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. My top three teams are all in the AFC, and I clearly had the Chargers three. And I thought about this and said to myself and said, uh, self, you know, if Chargers were in the NFC, would they be your pick? The answer was yes. Yeah, I would pick the Chargers to win the NFC right now. I think their roster rivals anyone. I think their defense will be drastically better. I think Herbert is very much on the Mahomes-Allen pace, who are the only guys I have ahead of him. But do I trust the coaching staff, organization, special teams, 
learning how to win in the NFL. I mean, they weren't even a playoff team last year. Those are my doubts, and that might take another year. But I do think the Chargers are a true contender. Like everyone, I have the Bills won, but I don't think they're a slam dunk, and the Tredavious White injury is noteworthy. I have the Chiefs, too. Um, I picked the Bills over the Chiefs basically because there's just been more change in Kansas City this year than in Buffalo. But both these guys have quarterbacks. They have stability. They have head coaches. You know, Kansas City, they're both going to play a little differently, probably less deep shots, hero ball, more dumping it to Cook and the tight ends and Juju and those type of guys underneath receivers, a little more patient approach to playing football. But I think the Bills and Chiefs are really, really good. And, you know, they may end up being AFC championship and, you know, clearly the best teams heads above everybody else. I can picture that world. So your Steelers ended up right in the middle. Um, AFC is stronger than NFC. Basically, those are your two biggest takeaways from this. But feel free to criticize. Shoot me a note at Williamson NFL on Twitter. And that is a wrap. See ya. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.